everyone, Sarah Brown Wessling here from the Council of Chief State School Officers National Teacher of the Year program. I'm excited to introduce Voices from the Classroom, the State Teacher of the Year podcast. I was named National Teacher of the Year in 2010, and since then, I've been committed to sharing the stories and elevating the voices of the State Teachers of the Year. It is my hope that this podcast will give you insight into the incredible work they do. In these episodes, the 2020 State Teachers of the Year are navigating responding to two radical changes in our society, the COVID-19 pandemic and the heightened awareness of institutionalized racism. Through this first series, my first lesson of the year, we hope to capture the true essence of the return to school from an educator's perspective. You can join the conversation on social media by using the hashtag, hashtag ntoy20 or visiting us online at ntoy.org. That's N-T-O-Y dot O-R-G. This is Jasmine Estes, Senior Communications Specialist at the Council of Chief State School Officers. Welcome, Megan, and thank you for joining me for this conversation today. So let's jump right in. Can you please introduce yourself? Sure. Hello, everyone. I am Megan Helberg, the 2020 Nebraska Teacher of the Year. I teach 8th, 11th, and 12th grade English in Burwell, Nebraska at Burwell Public School. Thank you. Um, what we want to do um, today is to learn a little bit more about your experience in the first days of school. And we want to hear from you about one of the first lessons that you taught this year. Um, being that the school year is a little bit different, things might have changed, or you might have had a different approach or strategy. So could you walk us through um, one of your first lessons this year? Sure, I'd be happy to. So my school in particular, we went back fully in person. So I felt really blessed and thankful, but also a little nervous and anxious about the return. We are wearing masks, which is a plus, and we do temperature checks. However, I didn't know how long that we would be in person as the school year went on and if cases, you know, were to rise. So I really had this goal of like hitting the ground running. <laughs> like there was just going to be hard, you know, go, go, go. I wanted to establish a great foundation with my students just in case we had to go back to remote learning that they would have that solid base to go from. So one of the first things I did, and I switched this around from my normal order, is I started by doing a short stories unit and my junior class read the short story, The Lottery by Shirley Jackson. It's an old classic that many people have read. And basically the, the lesson to be learned is that some traditions are meant to be changed in our community and in our society. And sometimes we just get caught up in doing things and events and we don't even really know why. We've kind of lost the purpose or the intent of those actions and sometimes they're not always that great maybe they marginalize a certain group of people maybe they are putting others down maybe it's causing destruction to the community uh, as a whole and so i after we read this together as a group i asked my students what traditions do you have in your own family maybe around holidays or you know things like that that are really positive, you know, that you look forward to. But then what are some traditions maybe in our school, in our community, even within your own family, our country as a whole? What are some things that maybe, you know, we don't need to do anymore? 
maybe we need to look at those and evolve from there as a society and shift our thinking behind these traditions. And I found that it really led to many different conversations because a lot of the kids, of course, some of the first things that came to mind were like prom or, you know, graduation and, you know, looking at the seniors last year who didn't get to do some of those traditions. And, but then it also led to this really deep um, and kind of powerful conversation about race and what is going on in our country and what are some, you know, I use the word tradition here a little bit more loosely, but what are some things that have traditionally been done in our country that maybe we don't need to do anymore? You know, how can we advance? How can we grow? And it was really interesting to just hear their take and to hear their perspective on ways that we as a community and a society could break some of those old traditions and, and move on from that. That's an amazing first lesson. I bet it allowed students to really um, think and look deep down inside. And so that's always a great way to kick off the year. Um, so it seems like this lesson might have been different. Um, and if so, how was it different from how you would normally start the year? Well, this lesson, I just felt the story kept popping into my head over the summer. And I kept referring back to it because in the story, the members of the community go through with this terrible tradition and they don't really even know why they're doing it. They just get caught up in it. They get almost this mob mentality of where they just get swept up and that's how it's always been. So that's how we're going to do it. And I knew that I wanted to start this year with that story because in the past we read the story and we're like, oh my gosh, this is shocking and horrifying. And oh, those people are crazy, you know, like things like that don't happen. But I think this year the kids, without me having to necessarily get political or anything like that, the message spoke for itself. And it really made the kids think on a deeper level about their own actions and are we sometimes just doing things because we're swept up in it and we don't even really know why? Um, and if so, I need to be aware of that. I need to be aware of it and take a step back and be able to change it. So I think that I learned from this lesson from my students is that a lot of them are listening and paying attention to what's going on in our country at this time. And they are searching for ways where they fit into that. You know, they're not of voting age yet. A lot of them still feel, you know, they, they're in that spot where they feel old and mature, but yet they're still fairly young and trying to find their way. And so I think some of them are wondering, well, what can I do? You know, how do I fit into this whole conversation, you know, of what's going on? So breaking it down into, hey, what can we do right here in our own school? What traditions maybe need to be changed? or right here in our own small community. I live in a very small rural community in Nebraska with very little diversity. And so it really made them think that, you know, even some of the things we do here maybe are not exactly, you know, the right way to do things anymore. We need to evolve past that. Awesome, thank you for sharing that. Um, one other question, and it's actually a multi-part question. Uh, so what did you learn after teaching this lesson um, about your students, about teaching in general, um, about teaching during this time? What did you learn? 
Well, I think a lot of teachers, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but I know for myself, I was a little apprehensive about returning to school this year, just with everything that has gone on. You know, the pandemic, obviously, we're still in the midst of um, all of the, the racial um, tensions and talks and, you know, just things that we are seeing on an everyday basis. I started thinking, how am I going to approach this? I can't just not, you know, because I believe very firmly that school is a place where students learn to have those difficult conversations. And um, I'm big on discussion rather than debate. I think that's really important in school to have discussions rather than debates, especially at this age where they're just learning about all of this. But I learned that I have to be courageous and I as a teacher have to be willing to I have to be willing to be firm in what I know and not be afraid of student or community backlash because I'm kind of in a unique position where I don't necessarily agree or think um, or my thoughts align uh, with many people in my area. So sometimes I feel like I'm kind of a loner, but yet I still feel, I think, I hope that I am still um, fairly widely respected and liked in the community. So it's this interesting position to be in. And so I feel like I can use my voice um, in a way where I am hopefully not pushing others away um, by being too extreme, but by inviting them into this discussion that I'd like to have. And so I think it was a reminder for me that just to keep being courageous. And I see that from teachers all across the country and what they're doing in their classrooms. And that helps me and it reminds me that I'm not alone and that I can be strong and that I can really create some shifts, some small shifts, just little by little in my classroom every day and still hopefully have the support and respect of the community. But that's trickling into all parts of the community through the children that I teach. That's awesome. An awesome lesson um, you've learned. Um, and thank you for being courageous. And thank you again for just joining us today and for being really transparent and for bringing us into your experience because I know that right now is different than different from anything we've seen. So thank you. We really appreciate hearing from you. And we are so excited to share these podcasts. Um, so thank yeah, you. any last thoughts? I just wanted to maybe add in one more thing that uh, kept coming up during our discussion with my students is that the juniors and seniors that I teach, I tell them, you know, guys, you can love your parents so incredibly much and full and rich and big and have this wonderful relationship with your parents, but you do not have to agree with everything that they say. And you're at that point in your life where you are trying to figure out what parts of my upbringing do I want to hang on to? And what parts of my upbringing am I willing to maybe see a different way or have a small shift in my thinking? And, you know, I use myself. I love my parents very much and we get along great and I'm blessed to have wonderful parents, but I don't agree with everything, right? And I say that's, you know, a way they're at that age where you can love your parents, but you don't have to agree with everything that they say. And that's how as a society we are going to evolve and get, and get through this. Incredible. Thank you for sharing. Um, so thank you, Megan. I know um, this is a busy time, but thank you again for making um, yourself available to talk to us.
we'll hear from you soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the first series of Voices from the Classroom, the State Teacher of the Year podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Council of Chief State School Officers National Teacher of the Year program. It's our honor to elevate the voices of educators across the country and provide them with a national platform to amplify their message and advocate on behalf of their students and colleagues. Please share these lessons on social media with the hashtag NTOY20. That's hashtag N-T-O-Y-2-0. Let's keep the conversation going.